Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Macnow, on this Tuesday at the NovaCare Complex. And the Eagles, it's Dallas week. I mean, is there anything else to say? <laughs> Beat Dallas week. Dallas sucks week. All of those weeks combined Dallas into week. one. I always love Dallas week. It's the greatest rivalry. I love to hate the Dallas Cowboys. Why do you think, Glenn, ultimately... Eagles fans hate the Dallas Cowboys. I think ultimately the reason the Dallas Cowboys are so hated in this town is because there is an infusion in this city, like there is in some other cities, of Dallas fans. They did a survey a few years ago, Dave, and said that one out of every 12 football fans in Philadelphia is a Dallas fan. It is the fungus among us. <laughs> really? One out of 12? One out of 12. Who did this study? I think it was ESPN. Really? Yeah, Sports Nation, whatever okay. they call that thing, about 10 years ago. And I think that's what it is. Giants fans come about it. Honestly, right? They live in New Jersey. They're from New York. They have connections. We don't see a lot of Washington fans, but the Cowboy fans, vermin. So it's a week to have a lot of fun leading up to Sunday night's game in Arlington, Texas. The Eagles players back on the field for a light workout on this Tuesday. And we'll get you updated with everything happening on the football team. First, though, we want to start the show, and it's a really great show, with a miking Brandon Graham on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. Brandon Graham, the big smile, great personality. What's he like during a game? Non-stop talk. Take a look. Win on three, one, two, three, win! Woo! I feel the energy! Yeah! 
so good stuff there. And obviously, from a football side, Graham had a huge game. Great game. Against the Vikings. Needs another one on Sunday against an outstanding Dallas offensive line. Yes, they need to have an outstanding defensive game as they did this game because Dallas's defense is good. Dallas's offense threatens to put up more points than Minnesota, but I think very doable, Dave. Okay, we'll talk about that during the course of the week. Lens here, of course, today and Thursday. Uh, I want to get you caught up with a little injury, uh, rather a roster addition in case you missed it. The Eagles placing cornerback Ron Brooks on injured reserve after he was hurt on Sunday against the Vikings. Adding off of waivers, Taylor Hart, defensive tackle from the San Francisco 49ers, a former draft pick here. An indication, perhaps, that Benny Logan could be down for quite a bit of time and the Eagles a little thin inside. Yeah, and you need you, you got a whole lot last week out of very few people at that position. You really, you know, defensive tackle, defensive line. You want to rotate, rotate in as many guys as you can. Taylor Hart's been here before. He'll fit. Yep. So today, tonight, this show, we want to take a look around the NFC East. We've also got Doug Peterson coming in studio. But next up here on Eagles 360, Glenn Mack now offers his takeaways from the 21-10 win over the previously unbeaten Minnesota Vikings on Sunday. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Santander. Do you have what it takes to win big? Convert a field goal from the 20-yard line, and you could win $10,000 for you and $10,000 for the school of your choice. Learn more at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Santander. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right. With Simply Write Checking from Santander. You say crazy, I say crafted. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafted, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Halloween excitement is back at Dunkin' with Halloween donuts and munchkins. Drizzled, decorated, and all dressed up for the season. Pick up a box and share the fun. America runs on Dunkin'. Welcome back. It's Eagles 360. Dave and Glenn here at the NovaCare Complex. Time now for Glenn Macknell to have the stage. His five takeaways from Sunday's win. All right. No surprises on this, Dave. I think we're going to agree on all of this. Number one, Jim Schwartz gets back that genius crown that he seems to have lost over the last couple of weeks. The plan was to get to, to hit Sam Bradford. We saw the Eagles' inability to do it over the last two weeks. Schwartz, who doesn't particularly like to blitz, called all kinds of creative blitzes, cornerbacks, safeties. He had some zone blitzes that you saw where Fletcher Cox drops back, middle linebacker goes in. I was really impressed. Sam Bradford 
looked like a kindergartner trying to understand calculus. It was a thing of beauty. Point number one, agreed. There you go. Point number two, you're not going to argue with me on any of these. I don't think today. They're, they're pretty positive. Maybe not one. Uh, Big V did more than survive. He actually played pretty well. We all know how he got manhandled the first game. How would he bounce back? Minnesota, a very, very sturdy defense. The kid did all right. He hung in there. Eagles helped him out. They ran a lot to the left side, away from his side. But they didn't give him a whole lot of additional blocking, and he held up fine. I was really pleased to see that. Point number two, agreed. It's going to be an easy, quick day now, isn't it, Dave? All right, here you go. Number three, Doug Peterson has no fear. It's, uh, I'm really impressed. I like a coach that's got guts. I like a coach that'll go for it. I thought we were going to see that in the last administration. Didn't happen so much. I like that when the uh, extra point, when Minnesota got it dependently on the extra point, he said, we're going for two. I'm not really even sure how the math helped him, but I like the odds at the one-yard line. You just pounded in and Wentz win. I like that. I liked when he decided he wasn't going to punt, went for a fourth down at work. There will be times this year that will burn him, but I'm just telling you, me, I like a coach who goes for it on fourth. I like a coach who's got guts. Point number three, agreed. Like the aggressiveness. All right, here we go. Point number four. Carson Wentz looked like a rookie, and it's going to happen. And maybe after the first couple games, when he had a quarterback rating of 103 after three games, we thought, oh, this will go forever. Well, again, Minnesota brings a real tough defense. And he's going to have learning pains. He threw into coverage. We saw he threw a couple interceptions. He threw high all day. He clearly wanted to get rid of the ball fast so that Minnesota would not sack him. By the way, they had zero sacks. But there's going to be growing pains with Carson Wentz. And that's what we had. Point number four, I disagree. There you go. And I'll tell you why. A yeah. rookie would have played like Case Keenum did over across the pond and thrown interceptions and allowed the New York Giants to get back into the game, which he did. Carson Wentz led a drive at the end of the first half to put three very important points on the board. Carson Wentz led a drive for a touchdown in the third quarter, put a touchdown on the board. First time the Vikings had allowed points in the third quarter all season. Made plays with his legs, improvised, recovered from the early interceptions, struggled, but let's also give credit to Minnesota's very outstanding defense. No, a rookie would have folded. He didn't. He kept he his head. And, and, and there have been other poised. games he's behind. He keeps his head, and I do like that. One of the low snaps, he picks up. He rolls right, keeps his composure. Throw That was uh, to Sproles, right? 19-yarder to Sproles. It was do a real nice player. Rookies do that when they're really good, and he is. I'll stick with he struggled a little bit. I'm comfortable with that. Oh, I didn't say he struggled. didn't struggle. But he showed the poise that rookies do not show. That's okay. all. Okay. All right, here you go. Point number five. Rodney McLeod is the man. Rodney McLeod may be the MVP of this defense so far this season. Has his career-high third interception at a time when the Eagles are really backed in their own territory. Thank you, Sam, for throwing one in the end zone. That was nice. Had the first sack of his career. Had a forced fumble. Through the first six games of the year, Rodney McLeod has proven to be a great free agent pickup. The Eagles' safeties are a very strong unit. And this guy, who we don't really talk about a lot, has been solid, solid. Yeah, and the Eagles, when they signed him, they said that they felt that he and Malcolm Jenkins would make a great twosome. You generally don't like your safeties to lead the team in tackles. Sure. Because that means you're making tackles. Of course. But in this instance, Jim Schwartz employed him beautifully. He can play in coverage. He can blitz the quarterback. He gets his hands on the football. He's physical. The Eagles have not had a good safety tandem since 2008 until now.
Agreed. Agreed. Huh? Four out of five. <laughs> Good takeaways for Glenn Mack. I'm comfortable with after all a win five, over the Minnesota the Vikings. All right, more to get to here on Eagles 360. We'll take a trip around the NFC East, but first, in our next segment, Doug Peterson stops by his weekly chat in studio. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring Filet-O-Fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. <laughs> NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Take your spring vacation with Eagles players and alumni on Apple Vacation's Beach Blitz. Join me, along with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jordan Matthews, on an all-inclusive vacation a world away from the ordinary at the luxurious, now-jade Riviera Cancun Resort. You'll receive non-stop round-trip airfare, luxury hotel accommodations, and special events with Eagles VIPs. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. Time now for our one-on-one -on -one with head coach Doug Peterson, presented by Wawa. And we'll start with Sunday. And I'd like to start, Coach, with the special teams because game after game, year after year, Dave Phipp does a great job. Talk about, you know, the message that he brings to his players, and they really follow his direction. Yeah, Dave does an outstanding job, you know, just, just getting those guys prepared each week. And, and he, he's such a detailed guy. And, and uh, one thing I've noticed with Dave is he, he really drills it down all the way to the uh, – uh, to, to the way he practices and the way he does his drill work in practice. It's not always about repping, kickoff return, kickoff return. It's about doing the drills, how to block a three, how to block a four, how to double team, how to come off. That's what he's teaching the guys to do. And then within that, um, understanding the scheme and keeping things simple for the guys to, to just go out and execute. And, you know, two weeks in a row to have a kickoff return like we've had, um, you got to have that stuff, obviously, uh, in, in the National Football League, and and uh, along with defensive scores and 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 whatnot. But those guys have done an outstanding job the last last couple of weeks. And you're also winning field position. Caleb's having a terrific start to the season here. Donnie's Donnie's Donnie. I mean, it, it's all the way across. That that group believes that it can change the fortunes of a game. You know, and the one thing that um, I, you know, I will I won't lose sight of. Is special teams. I, I think there's very. I think there's three phases to every team, and it's offense, defense, obviously, and, and the kicking game. And you got to spend equal time with all three. And um, you know, if you're going to be good, special teams unit one, you got to have a good coordinator. You got to have good schemes, all that. I got it. But the second time, or the the second thing is making sure your players understand their assignments, where they can just go out and play fast. Doug, tell me about 
about Josh Huff. What, what is he? What kind of football player is he? What does he bring to the table here? Josh is very athletic. He's tough-minded. Um, he, he wants the football. I mean, that's, that's, the type of, that's the type of kid and the type of player he is. And, and um, you know, each week offensively, we try to find ways to get him the ball, uh, whether it be on those little, little slip screens or, or uh, you know, throwing the ball on different movements and, and, and whatnot. But, you know, he, he's such a transitional player, meaning he can get in and out of breaks extremely well that, that we've got to keep finding him ways to get him the ball. And, and he's so explosive after the catch. You saw it not only on the kickoff return, but on some of the some of the throws we gave him, that uh, he can he can get his five, six, seven, eight, ten, ten yards a, a catch, and we just got to keep finding ways. He's much like Darren Sproles that way, yeah. um, and 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 got to keep him plugged in. Why why is it necessary to get him balls in those kinds of ways? Whether it's the jet sweep, whether it's the screens, whether it's you know the little little throws into the flat. Well, he's, you know, he's, he's really special when he has the ball. He's in his special hand. with the ball in his hand, and, and you look at his even his college career. I mean, that's the that's the type of you know receiver runner that 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 he was even in college. And um, you know, I want to utilize that strength. You know, uh, some 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 guys are gifted to to run routes down the field. He's he's gifted around the line of scrimmage with the ball in his hand and be able to burst and make plays. So we just got to keep finding unique ways to get him the ball. Um, we also know that he can throw the ball a little bit, so. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a uh, there's a pass in his future. How do you feel about the offense on Sunday against Minnesota and the the tough start, but the patience from Carson and the group and the way you kind of control the line of scrimmage? You know, I think that's the key right there is the patience. And and in my mindset as a play caller, I went into this game telling myself that we were going to have to be patient and run the football. And uh, um, I thought we I thought we kind of stuck to our guns that way, and then we made we made some we made some uh, some strides with the with the run pass options. Carson, you know, on the two point conversion, it was designed quarterback run to get it in. Um, the fourth and two was another another run there that that uh, um, he either could have given it to to Ryan or, or keep it himself, and he kept it. So, you know, being patient with the run game, first and second down, I think keeps you in a, a little bit more manageable third down. You put your film study on the day after the game. Watching the right tackle, Halapalavati Vaitai, you call him Big V. Tell us how he played. Just break it down for us. He played much more uh, under control in this game, meaning uh, he, he took last week where he was very sort of erratic and kind of all over the place and just said, you know what, I'm, I'm much better than this. And, and he took the coaching during the week from Coach Stoutland and was able to just calm himself down. He used his hands much better. He stayed in, you know, inside position on Robeson, who's a, who's a fine pass rusher, and did an outstanding job. And, um, you know, uh, didn't have to use as many protection calls his way. We could kind of go back to our normal protection schemes and and uh, just thought he really handled the uh, his second start extremely well. So what does that kind of performance do for, for the young guy? Just boosts his confidence, number one. Uh, it just... Uh, Let's him know that he can play at this level and uh, he can play with some confidence and and now he's seen both extremes He's so he's seen the erratic type and now he's seen the calm type and obviously uh, Hopefully we get the same same performance out of uh, out of him again this week from a coaching standpoint Doug What do you take from Carson? You've been through games where things don't start so well, and then you put things together. What is that? What does that show you? Just shows you that he he's calm. He's so calm and he, he nothing really phases him and uh you know, he had the two bad interceptions and, and the fumble exchange with Darren, and and uh, you know there was no panic again with this kid, and and uh, he he does a nice job on the sideline rallying the guys, and 
and uh, he, he just he just forgets about it. And let's go out the next series. And hey, coach, what do you what are you thinking? And I so I give him a few ideas, and and he goes and executes. And um, it, it's great to see from a young quarterback that, that that kind of stuff doesn't bother him and the type of poise that he has. We are in Dallas week, so I remember the story that Andy Reid said that he went to the. I'm excited. I know. I know. We don't have to bring that up. Uh, uh, Andy Reid has the story, went to the store when he was a head coach, little old lady comes up and says, just beat Dallas twice. Yeah. Have you had any of those experiences? I, I've had some. I haven't had them this year or this this week yet, obviously, but um, I have in the past when I was here before. It's all about beating Dallas and yeah. the Cowboys, and and um, I'm sure it'll happen again this week. But, yeah, this is a big week, and, and uh, you know, we're 0-1 in the division, so in order for us to get back on track, we got to take care of business this how, week. How good are the Cowboys? They're good. It's a good football team. Obviously, on offense, uh, I think Dak is uh, another fine young quarterback that is playing extremely well and not turning the ball over. And defensively, they, you know, it's a, again, it's a, uh, it's a group that flies around. They're, they're making plays. They're an aggressive group. Uh, they give you a bunch of different stunts and movement movement up front. Um, again, it's uh, you know, it's on the road uh, in a loud stadium. Uh, can be hostile down there. So we just gotta we just gotta get ready for work and and uh, you know take them one play at a time and. And, um, you know, uh, eliminate the penalties, eliminate mistakes, give ourselves an opportunity. Finally, you know, it was, we sat here last year, Coach, or last week, and we talked about crossroads kind of thing and, and adversity and what was your message going to be. And whatever message you gave them, they responded. So in the big picture, I mean, I think that's a, for a young head coach, that's a big deal. We stopped the bleeding, beat the NFL's last unbeaten team. What do you think it means to you in the big picture? Well, I, I, think, I think a couple of things. Number one, I think the guys see me sometimes as a, as a player being in the locker room and knowing kind of what they're going through on a two-game skid like we, like we just came through and then, and then being able to rebound and, and, and pull it all together. It, it's not about speeches and rah-rah. It, it's about each man just kind of owning up to his responsibility and his job and doing his assignments. And, and that's what we saw this week. It was, it was the defensive line taking ownership. It was the offensive line taking ownership. And collectively as a group, you know, yeah, we, we kind of laid that egg against Washington, and, and they vowed to come back and and uh, and play well against a fine football team in Minnesota, and they responded extremely well, and, and we got the win. Doug, thanks so much. Go beat the Cowboys. Thanks, Dave. Halloween excitement is back at Dunkin' with Halloween donuts and munchkins. Drizzled, decorated, and all dressed up for the season. Pick up a box and share the fun. America runs on Dunkin'. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. I sup to Philly. I sup to Philly. The bus. The trolley. The train. Jefferson Station. Airport line. 69th Street. Broad Street. To the game. Paoli. Sharon Hill. Chestnut Hill. Regional Rail. I sup to Philly. The Broad Street line on game days. A la bodega. To the movies. To my parkway. Spring Garden. Late night. West Philly. South Philly. North Philly! Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. 
They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Time now for a look around the NFC East, presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. And we'll start with the New York Giants, who on Sunday had the benefit of playing a really lousy Rams offense. Yeah, and the Rams get to a 10-0 lead, but then they do what bad teams do, which is they cough it up. Uh, and so the Giants come back and win it 17-10, mostly on the defense. Giants offense scored one offensive touchdown again, but four interceptions. Landon Collins has two. He's pretty good, Dave. Has two, including one he returns for a touchdown. Uh, has uh, ten tackles. It, it's a win, and any win is a good yeah. win. The Eagles had a few of those early in the year, but... Their offense still really is struggling, and Eli still not having much of a year. One-dimensional offense, it will cost the New York Giants at some point here, but they do win. They keep pace in an above 500 NFC East, and we will see the Giants soon enough, a couple of weeks away, and get a real good feel for that football team. But right now, I just don't get the sense that the defense is dominating, nor do I get the sense that in crunch time, the Giants can run the football. Right. No, they haven't been able to run the football all year, and Eli still has not had much of a year. Six interceptions so far this yeah. year. Not I mean, good. talking about blitzing Sam Bradford, I can imagine what Jim Schwartz uh. is going to put together for Eli Manning. Let's go to the Washington Redskins, who snatched, uh, snatched defeat. I'm trying to get this right. <laughs> snatched defeat yeah. from the jaws of victory against the Detroit Lions. Way to go, Matthew Stafford, leading that last-minute touchdown drive to beat Washington. A tough loss for the Redskins. Tough loss for the Redskins because they had come from behind. Kirk Cousins, again, played very well. I'll give the guy credit. He's pretty much played better every week this year and good for him. But they lost three fumbles. Matt Jones lost two, which has been a problem for him. Uh, and their defense cannot do it at crunch time. Now, they have, they have some injury problems now as they head to London this week. Josh Norman in concussion protocol. We know Jordan Reed's still out. Left tackle Trent Williams, kind of iffy. So injuries could be hurting the Redskins right now. Okay. And then that brings us, of course, to the Dallas Cowboys. We will see them on Sunday night. But a brief overview of the Cowboys. They're really good at 5-1. and one. They're very balanced offensively. Ezekiel Elliott is the real deal. And that offensive line has made life a lot easier for a promising and poised quarterback in Dak Prescott. And I'm ready to say this. I'm excited that the Eagles have a young quarterback that they believe in, that the Cowboys have a young quarterback that they believe in. And I really think, Glenn, that this rivalry – will go to new heights in the next 10 years. Oh, I think it can be great over time if Prescott proves to be the thing, and, I, and we certainly believe that Wentz is going to be the thing. The way to beat the Cowboys is to try to keep their defense on the field, try to have some long drives. They, like the Eagles, have been pretty successful in winning time of possession. Their defense is very vulnerable. Ezekiel Elliott's been able to help them out there, so the Eagles' run defense is going to have to be key this weekend. And that is our look around the NFC East. Presented by Bob's Discount Furniture. One segment to go here on Eagles 360. We'll be back in just one moment. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Come on, boys, let's give them the water. Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. 
Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Welcome back. It's Eagles 360, our final segment. Dave Spadaro, Glenn Mack. Now, let's get you tuned up for what's ahead here, our Amoroso's On the Menu segment for Wednesday. I'll be joined by Mike Quick, former Eagles great wide receiver, currently an all-pro in the radio booth. Doug Peterson meets the media. Ken Flagel, linebacker's coach. And we talk about the improvement that that group made against the Minnesota Vikings. Amoroso's the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Early in the week, Glenn, how are you feeling about this game? Pretty good, actually. I mean, it's Dallas. They're good. It's a tough one, but it's a division game, and division games can go anyway, and the Eagles have won the last three in Dallas, so why not make it four? I think there is something to be said for having a team's number. The Eagles certainly comfortable playing in that cavernous, obnoxious stadium that I despise so much. Glenn Macknell, Dave Spitter, we'll see you on Thursday. My pleasure, Dave. I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.